on FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Walking in sunshine, we bring sunshine into your life. We bring sunshine here into the studio. We bring sunshine into the show. I don't think we could bring sunshine outside just yet, though, right, Bob? I uh, went out and checked, Howard. I didn't see. Uh, well, I didn't see any sunshine. But Hello, Mr. Sun. No answer. It didn't come out. And but the good news was, it seemed like the rain has uh, stopped. A little wet out there, but uh, the rain has uh, stopped. We're gonna look for rain on and off throughout the day today. Could even have a thunderstorm possible. Uh, gonna be up to around 72 today, which will be fairly pleasant temperature-wise. But with the, it's gonna be a like, chill because it's gonna be wet most of the day. Uh, tomorrow again some rain. Sunday some rain. Uh, in the 50s uh, for much of the rest of the weekend. And geez, overnight lows down to 40s and maybe even in the 30s. Yeah, so if you cut your grass like me yesterday, feel pretty good about yourself. You did good. 62 at the airport, 62, 61 at the Highlands, 62 in Elm Grove, and 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. If you'd like to text in, you can do that, 304-214-1600, uh, we, We've talked a lot this week about the... Um, Deer shoot, deer call, call. I don't know why they call it. It's kill. It's a deer kill. Um, a deer hunt, if you will, up at uh, Ogilvy, and that's been a big topic of talk. McCabe and I will get into that a little bit uh, coming up in the next segment. I had a, um, a caller off here because one of the things I've been saying all week is, like yesterday, Nancy and I drove past the big field out there by the observatory. What do they call that, Harry? The archery field. Ah, now is that before they're going to slaughter the deer with the no, archers? I, see, I think maybe that's a. <laughs> they, they just did, named that, that this th- week. That is a prior name. That is not necessarily the name being used after the deer kill. It fits. Occurs. It sounds like. But uh, one of my friends called and said uh, that he, he remembers the old days, and uh, he used to go. With, it wasn't Gene. He went with some of the other rangers up there, uh, and they called the archery field. The archery field. So okay, that. I kind of remember that where they have archery up there. So, and they're going to have archery again. Uh, I don't know if it's in the field. I don't think it's in that field. But uh, we will get more info for you about the details of that coming up a little bit later on. Hey, we talked last hour. I got a great idea. I got a great idea. Wow! I can't wait to hear. It. Uh, we talked last hour. We know Governor Justice is having financial problems, right? Well, yes. I mean, we know that. The latest situation is the U.S. Marshals have been ordered to go to. Bluestone Coal in Virginia to the hangar and take one of his choppers, confiscate, repossess a Bell helicopter that his company has. And indeed, the court order told him that if you need to, you, you, uh, you, you execute this order by force if necessary, which is just an amazing thing to hear written down there when you think it's a company owned by the governor. The governor explained last week, you know, he's he was kind of almost like, hey, we're trying, you know, we're a family that's worked as very hardest and things just aren't working out right. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Let's all get together and every one of us buy a Powerball ticket and give it to JJ. Because the Powerball jackpot this weekend is $1.4 billion. 
1.4. He could be a billionaire again. It, so, but it's I. You know, he. I don't think he can afford to buy him. I don't think he wants to spend the two dollars to go get him. But I'm thinking, if, if if you're a JJ fan and friend and lover, go out and let's all buy JJ a, a Powerball ticket and give it to him. And if he wins the 1.4 billion, he can keep his helicopter. A couple weeks ago, Howard, I think the the support would have poured in. I'm I'm wanting starting to believe that uh, JJ's starting to get a little thin. Uh, I, I, I think so. Um, and I think some of it is the financing. Some of it's his dodging of a lot of stuff. He's been asked multiple times this week about he's running for the U.S. Senate. So the Senate is, is you know, has um, uh, asked how he's going to vote on the uh, uh, budget and all that kind of stuff. He dodges the question. He doesn't answer. I think people are beginning to wonder, what kind of a senator will he actually be? And it just goes to show you just how brilliant that whole baby dog thing was. If it, I don't think it was by accident, because if you take baby dog away from him right now, he doesn't have a lot going for him. And it would be terrible if baby dog get repossessed. Oh, jeez, that's my dog. <laughs> you can't take the dog by force if necessary. Oh, that's um, now that's not right. That's just not right of me at all. Anyway, um, it was just a thought. Just a thought. One point four billion. That's the Powerball jackpot. That could help alleviate his problems. That would help him. You know, even if he didn't, even if he didn't hit the big jackpot, you know, if he got half a million or something. Ah, that's he, peanuts. He's in with the Saudis, Howard. He doesn't need that's peanuts. When will that come out? Yeah, when will that come and out? And has anybody ever, you know, you, they talk about his assets. Does he own the Greenbrier outright? Did they ever put a value on that property? Is it worth, I don't know, $50 million? Has, has anybody has, ever asked that question? I believe he owns it, uh, or at least one of his companies owns it. Actually, he, I think he formed a separate company. There's you think you'd like, be able to borrow a couple bucks on that. You know what I'm well, saying? No, well, no, listen, what we, learned call in, that a no, no, what we learned in that financial disclosure report is he has received several loans from the Greenbrier. Oh. The Greenbrier LLC, or whatever the company is, have loaned, just like Bray Carey, you know. And he's got <laughs> yeah, some, one, of the, one of the concerns that Stephen Adams particularly raised was a lot of the loans that he has were 0% or low percent loans from basically his own companies. So he's borrowing money from himself. And the Greenbrier was one of them. Well, I mean, because, again, you think you'd be able to go get, what, what do they call those, a uh, home equity loan? <laughs> <laughs> On the Greenbrier? Yeah. For so. goodness sakes, Iron. You know who would give it to him? Bray Carey? No, the Saudis. Ah, sure, they want that. How dangerous is that? 916 Watchdog Morning Show. Before John gets in here, um, probably should run down again. This is uh, Football Friday here in the Ohio Valley, and indeed a full football weekend for you. Now, coming up at 10 o'clock when we are done here, it will be uh, statewide talk line. Hoppy Kircher will be in with the, all of the interesting news and stuff from around the state. But uh, then at noon today, we head out to Elm Grove and Gumby's and the Pine Room Boys. That's when it kicks things off, Howard. At noon in Elm Grove at Gumby's. We want to thank Gumby's. We want to thank Jill's Gentleman's Club. Uh, they're the ones that make it happen. So if you're out that way today, I believe we're going to be heading south uh, starting next Friday. We'll be in Marshall County uh, for a few weeks. So if you're out that way in Elm Grove, stop in. Like I tell you, discounts, giveaways. Those guys, they'll put you on the air. Stop in, say hi to them. And if you're passing through, blow the horn, make some noise. We want to know you're out there on Football Friday. Uh, then from 3 to 5, it is the Matt Jones pre-owned auto walkthrough. Scott Noldy 
Brett Clough, Mark Heinemann, Jerry Ames, all those guys will be in studio talking about all the high school matchups of this weekend. WVU off this weekend, so there will be no game, and uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But as far as football-wise, Shadyside at Wheeling, taking on Wheeling Central. That game can be heard on WKKX, and that kickoff is at 7 o'clock. John Marshall, they travel to Kaiser. Howard said, he ain't going to Kaiser. I ain't going to Kaiser. I, I, I imagine Howard to be a Wouldn't lot of folks. Wouldn't mind hearing how it goes, but yeah. I ain't going to Kaiser. Well, you can do that. And a lot of folks don't want to go to Kaiser, but they can hear the game nonetheless on WVLY. That, again, is a 7 o'clock kickoff, and we'll have all the action there. And then tomorrow, a programming uh, reminder. Uh, Chris Lawrence, he'll kick things off with the West Virginia Outdoor Show uh, from 7 to 8. Good old boys with Bear and Bob. Brian Beresford, you're truly Bob Slatter. But then the Saturday morning uh, sports huddle will take a weekend off, Howard, and they'll be away. WVU football will be away. But we do have OVAC football tomorrow afternoon from Bel Air, Bel Air and East Liverpool. But there's just no uh, Saturday sports huddle tomorrow. So it is a uh, – well, they're huddling somewhere, but this won't be huddling here. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, – it's a full weekend, as always, of sports here on the Watchdog Radio Network, 918, 18 after the hour. McCabe and I have a lot of things to talk about. We'll do that coming up in a minute or two. Uh, I've got a bunch of texts coming in. I'll get to those after we do a break, I think. Uh, I want to read that. I got a whole bunch of new texts here, and I always like to read them ahead of time before I start rambling on the air. So let me take a chance to take take a chance to look at that, uh, and then we'll read some texts. And McCabe and I will talk about the homeless in Wheeling, among other things, as the Watchdog Morning Show continues. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new, extended, and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on the Watchdog. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. 
songs of the 60s bumper music on this Friday morning edition of the Watchdog Morning Show, where it's 921, 21 after the hour. Still 62 at the airport, 61 at the Highlands, 62 in Elm Grove, and 62 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Early morning rain, uh, and it's just still wet outside, not raining right now, but we do look for rain, maybe even a thunderstorm uh, on and off throughout the day today. A daytime high around 72. Tomorrow again, tomorrow and Sunday for Ogilvy Fest, look for some showers at least. So I'll take a brelly with you, but uh, the temperatures will be dropping 55 tomorrow, 52 on uh, Sunday. So it's going to be it's going to be cool. John McCabe is here. Are you an Ogilvy Fest guy? Are you going to go to Ogilvy Fest? I haven't been I'm there for sure. You. I'll probably go up on Saturday. I always like to go up and, and see the vendors, you know, go down and walk through the country fair. Um, it's a nice event. You know, I mean, not, not being from here, I don't have quite the affinity that, uh, you know, folks who grew up here and have these wild memories of, you know, hanging out at the Rascal or whatever. Uh, I certainly do that. You know? Once upon a time. Um, are are you really always so working, John? Do you take your camera with you just in no, case? No, not, not typically. I mean, we'll have someone cover it. Uh, I mean, in past years, sure, would, would go up. But uh, I just like going up and, you know, I always have a good kettle corn up there. So it's always good to get a bag of kettle corn for, you know, $38 or whatever it costs, you know. <laughs> but a pittance, but a pittance, <laughs> yes. I, um... Uh, I, we probably won't go. We haven't gone for a few years. We used to always go, but haven't done that uh, recently. Uh, but boy, I, I used to love the Raskeller. Yeah, you know? I'm going to take my bow with me this year if I do go. Maybe <laughs> bag myself a, just a, a deer or two while I'm up at the. Uh, you know, Ogilvy just Fest. just just kind of little test run, huh? Yeah, little we'll see what happens. Little test run. What do you think about that? Let's start. Well, know, let's let's put that sure. in our. Let's get the Friday roundtable going. I was going to do something else, but let's. Well, do it the, kind of fits to start with that since we're talking Obi Fest. You yeah. know, um, I, I think that uh, you know, again, well, we extensive reporting. You know, uh, as I saw someone post the other day between you know raccoons and deer. Those have kind of been the big stories of 2023 in some ways. Um, you know, Ogilvy has a, uh, does have a real problem. I mean, you, you go up to the park a lot. I go up to the park, uh, probably not as much as you do. Uh, but, you know, the deer, there's a lot of deer. The deer have become very tame. And, um, you know, again, according, according to the, you know, to the study they have from, I think it's back in 2017, you know, the, the population there is uh, estimated about five times. Five times it's supposed to be. Yeah, the, the level that it should be for a viable herd, uh, given the, the size of that and the food sources. So it really, uh, you know, it's become it's become a real problem. Now, you know, there's a lot of talk in the community. This is Ogilvy's problem. They caused it. They allowed it to happen. They allowed visitors to feed. And th- those things are all true. And, and that, yeah, I say, and that, 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 those are correct, yeah. You know, they have, they have you know, marketed the deer as a big selling point for the park. Um, you know, I was there for an event back in June, and, you know, and the deer literally leg up against the cabins. We stayed at a cabin for a couple nights, and, you know, they, they, they are just part of the scenery there. Um, and that's not good. Uh, they are wild animals. They do get sick. They, when they get sick, they, you know, they can have everything from blue tongue, and they can have chronic wasting disease. They can have a lot of different things that, you know, I'm sure Ogilby doesn't want you know, dead deer to start showing up, just, you know, laying over near the, lying over near the uh, observatory. Um, so it, it's a, it's a very challenging situation. I don't have a problem with the hunt per right. se. I, I think that, I think that the, the folks who've been objecting to it, there is a, there is a valid point that Ogilvy has, I'm not sure they, I, I, I they have said, and you just said, so I'm not going to argue with you that they've marketed the deer mm-hmm. 
but they certainly have not made enough effort to keep people from sure, feeding. And sure. They put a sign up, don't feed the deer. But I, as you, Nancy and I are there almost every day. Just mm-hmm. something, we drive through the park almost every single day, and there's always people out feeding the deer. Sure. You know, sometimes in large numbers. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, there's just a problem. It's as simple as that. And this is not unusual. Bob and I, we've talked about this all week long. Bob, this is not unusual to thin the herd. Yeah, from almost coast to coast, they have problems uh, periodically with deer, and they're just not going to go away. you got to do something. I mean, the city, Wheeling has an urban hunt. Pittsburgh, I was just reading the other day, and Pittsburgh's having, you know, getting ready for its urban hunt, or it just starts, you know. And these things happen. You know, Ogilvy has been, you know, kind of long been that uh, local sanctuary, um, and not, not just for, for wild animals, but, you know, we do have a zoo there. We, mm-hmm. we You know, so in many ways, it's almost... You know, well, the antithesis I, of what Ogilvy has become. Yeah, but it, I mean, having the deer around, it adds to the ambiance sure, of the park. But sure. but again, using the DNR number, I think it's DNR, did mm-hmm. the study, five times the amount of deer per right. square foot or per square acre or whatever right. it is. It, it's just too bad. And secondly, um, it, it just creates, uh, there it's, it's a health and safety issue. I guess I use both of those. It's a health issue, safety issue. The last time we went up and saw a bunch of deer a couple of days ago, they're starting to look pretty mangy. I guess they maybe and that, that's all, time of year. Yeah, they are. You're right. You're I mean, right. It is, but even this summer, they 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 don't. The herd overall doesn't look extremely healthy. You see a lot a lot of emaciated deer. The the fawns are small, uh, at least smaller than they, they likely would be. Because again, I mean, you know, the food sources that they have available are you know when you have an overpopulation. It doesn't go quite as far. Well, think and about it. I mean, they got it pretty cushy there. They never have to leave that area. I'm a firm believer that's the only area of the park that you can stop, roll your window down, and the deer will come to you. I think if you do that anywhere else, they might look at you. They might not run away, but they're not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. They created that problem. And I said, I think instead of pointing the finger, won't we just fix it and hope that it never happens? Work that it never happens again. 100%. It's, it's like so many things. We, we are at a point where. We can argue uh, over how we got here, and maybe that argument should be had after the problem is fixed. Sure, um, I, I, exactly. And what I've not liked this week in particular are local, you know, again, local people who are calling for boycotts from Ogilvy Fest. I think that's a terrible approach, especially, you know, when you're a small business owner and you're basically calling for people to damage other small businesses because you don't agree with the decision made by the Wheeling Park Commission. That's just a bad bad presentation and then you know i mean it, it's it, it's if you want I understand to, passions run if high. you want to make a point to ogilby and you want to uh, you know, protest ogilby first place i think that's foolish but if you do okay don't rent a cabin don't uh right. whatever ogilby fest is essentially a whole bunch of small businesses yeah. For many of them, and I know this for a fact because I know them, this is one of their biggest events sure. of the year. This is where they make their money. Yeah, what was that? I think in our story we had the other day, you know, Adam Bedway as the was East Wheeling Clay Works, or, or that's not exactly right. But, you know, that's like 40% of his yearly business comes in these two or three days. You know, you can't um, – don't hold the – boycotting Ogilvy Fest does nothing to Ogilvy. No. It, it, what it does is it boycotts is – it, is it hurts, hurts the local businesses. <laughs> So, um, you know, that's, uh, again. It's just a bad approach because, again, the vendors have already paid. Um, and you're right. If you want, you know, if you want to protest, you know, do the things that people are doing. Write a letter to the editor. 
call in, you know, uh, you know, get in touch with the park commission members, uh, get in park get in touch with the park commission, you know, CEO and the foundation, and let them know that you think this is the wrong approach. That's that's the right way to go about it. Uh, you know, we can have differing opinions here, but at the end of the day, everyone agrees this is a problem. You know, th- there's no argument that we should that we don't have to do something. Um, it's it's the approach, and quite frankly, I'm not sure what other you know. There's been everything from you know tranquilize them and relocate them. Well, that that's really that's, that, that's, that doesn't work. Um, you know, uh, I you know I do understand people who live around there. You know, worried now that you might see you know. I mean, bow hunting is an art, and hopefully the people they they that they bring in and give these permits to are are very good at their craft because what you don't want are you know, pincushion deers running and dying in someone's backyard. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that and, and that's likely going to happen. You know. Now, you know what's going to happen, though. There's going to be, when this deer hunt does occur, and it's going to occur November 6th, 6th or the 8th, or the 8th yeah. somebody's going to get some pictures of a deer with an arrow sure. through his head, and they're going to sure. put him on social media. Well, John's right. It's going to happen. You could be sure. Robin Hood, and that deer happen. just does something You've crazy and runs away. You, right. You, know, you just got such a small window for, you know, between with the lungs and the heart to, to drop a deer with a bow. Yeah. Or even a gun. Let's put it that way. Right. But and but you know there are going to be pictures out there, sure. and, and then they'll be, you know, be. look at what they did, you know. Yeah. Look, I don't want to kill Bambi either, uh, you know, but what, what, there's a phrase that it's, it's uh, animal management, not uh, herd management. Herd management, herd sure. man, it, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is, you know, and you just, uh, just have to deal with it. Um, but this will not go away. Uh, we I, I did uh, a review of our text this week. This was the number one subject that everyone yeah. was texting me about this week. On, sure. Uh, we probably could have had twenty kids kidnapped this week, and the deer would still be. The deer would be, ab- yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it, it's it's, you know, sad and maybe a bit of an overstatement in some ways, but it these these things, you know, animal abuse, animal, uh, you know, deer, it really does uh, get people passionate uh, on the issue, and and that's great. I mean, I, I wish we could have more passionate discussions on the issues that are plaguing this community, including the one we'll talk about next, because that's a really big issue. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's, again, if someone has a better plan other than, well, just, you know, relocate them, that's well I've heard, uh, please come forward with, you know, birth control, that's not gonna work. I mean, all these things that people are talking about are, are not gonna work uh, to, to solve the problem now. Well, again, let's, let's fix the problem. Yeah. And then I, I don't disagree with those who have been raising some concerns. Sure. The park needs to rethink some of the way it's doing things. And I, 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 I saw somebody on social media say, they need to send a, the rangers out. And every time anybody feeds, well, I, you, you do need to be more vigilant. You need to say you can't do that. You have to do something more than put a sign up. Sure. Uh, otherwise, you but know. It's got to be education. Look at how long we've been trying to educate people on feeding the, the geese from Canada, you know, the Canada geese. And, you know. You know they, what? They, they put a sign up. It says, First, we shoot those who got fed, <laughs> then we shoot the feeders. I oh no, I'm only getting. I'm only getting. How about say, Mr. Monroe? Uh, you might not have heard, but we can't do that anymore. Write your name down, give you a warning. Yeah. But if you come up again, you have no excuses. You got to get a ticket, Mr. Yeah, Monroe. I, I, I'm sorry, but you've been warned. Here's a two hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we talked before the Wheeling Park. Now their geese are there right now again because it's migratory time, but. Wheeling Park was able to get they, at least a lot of them gone. Yeah, right. I mean, for a long time, I, mean, they, I think they even had little little feeder machines uh-huh. there yeah, for a while. You did, know, yeah. um, and the, the geese were geese were getting to be a problem. And the park finally said, "No, we got to stop this." And it took a little while, but they did. Um, it just takes 
not educa- I guess education. education people just, people have to learn. It's sure. no, don't don't it's, feed the deer. When there's, when there's a handful of, of geese in this case that are that are around the lake, it's fun. But when there are a few hundred and you take your kids there and they're chasing your kids, you know, and they're and they're, they those things can be mean, and and it's just the the you know the the droppings got so bad with the geese, um, they had to do something. Um, so. Not that this is a geese problem, but it really is a problem of education. Well, but it's the same, it's the yeah, same issue, same though, issue. which has been there for. All right, it is a 933, 27 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Within Council um, has themselves in the midst of a major debate. Uh, it's been brewing for a while, but I think it kind of boiled over this week, and I'm afraid it's not going to go away until something one way or another gets done. We'll talk about that coming up next on our Friday Roundtable. 934, 26 to the hour. Taylor is here with headlines. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 6th. Four local West Virginia men were indicted on federal sex charges. Harry Fred Wells of Fallensby, David Edward Evans of Moundsville, and Carl Dennis Colvin of Wheeling were all charged with possession of child pornography. Caleb Dale Steiner of Wheeling was indicted on a charge of failure to register as a sex offender after crossing state lines. For a full look at their charges, you can head on over to WTRF.com. And a man in Jefferson County is behind bars this morning after police arrested him on drug charges. Authorities say during a search warrant at a home in Mingo Junction, they found cocaine, suspected fentanyl pills, one stolen firearm, marijuana, and cash. 34-year-old Myron Harton was charged with one felony count with major drug offender status for possession of cocaine and weapons under disability. He is currently at the Jefferson County Justice Center pending arraignment. And the Columbiana County Coroner's Office has identified a young boy who died in a hunting accident in the southern part of the county on Sunday. The coroner's office identified him as 12-year-old Ethan Barker. ODNR officials say the boy was killed with a crossbow. Barker was a 7th grade student at Beaver Local Schools. Details of what happened are not being released yet. ODNR is calling it a fatal hunting accident and says the two young men who were brothers were hunting when it happened. And truck and tractors will be pulling for a good cause this weekend. The 8th annual Harrison County Pulling for a Cure is this Saturday, October 7th. The mission has always been to provide assistance to those who are battling cancer, and they have helped more than three dozen families. The gates open at 7 a.m. and the pools start at 3. All the details are at WTRF.com. And a four-legged member of the Brook County Sheriff's Department is in need of the community's help. Back in September, K-9 Kane was injured during a training exercise. They have a GoFundMe page and they are selling t-shirts for $20. Again, those details are at WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. I can go to college. West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. 
If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Wake up, Howard. Holy mackerel. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. Man, I'm doing some research here, looking things up, and all of a sudden, wow, it comes out of nowhere. It's uh, bumper music from the uh, 60s, top songs of the 60s here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I am generally not one to share, um, I guess what I would call unverified reports off of the uh, Internet, but... um, John, you've been following this too. Um, there is a a web, not a website. What's the word? A Facebook group mm-hmm. that it tends to post pretty good information about um, about uh, uh, Skinner's. Skinner. Skinner. Skinner's. Yeah. Thank you. My mind isn't working Skinner right. Uh, this caught my attention because it's near Wheeling Country Day School. Um, there were reports of a suicidal man nearby. Uh, police were there. Uh, the fire department was getting ready, but apparently, um, what time is it? About uh, about ten minutes ago or so, the yeah. uh, the guy was arrested. Uh, two ar- two firearms he was shooting off were recovered. I, I want to be clear. I'm reading an, an internet report here, which makes me slightly nervous. I don't normally do this, but sure. I find it interesting. Um, Twenty uh, five year old man uh, from Hamilton Avenue is in particular since I mean, it, it quite literally is within uh, not even hundred shooting yards. distance. Yeah, within, within shooting yards of distance Wheeling of Wheeling Country Day School. Right. Obviously, that's why it caught my attention. Right. Uh, my phone's been dinging, dinging, dinging. Bob said during the break, "Everything all right there with the text?" I said, "No, <laughs> no, it's not." Uh, but apparently, the guy has been caught. John, did you tell me you saw somebody said that he that his neighbors had said he'd been drunk for two uh, days or something? Family like that? members, but again, all speculation. Absolutely, let's point. be very clear yeah. about that. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, uh, it looks like the circ- it looks like the all clear is there. So, yeah. but. Um, I don't want to go down this road because this was uh, this may have been some guy I don't know what it was you wonder when's it coming here you know when I mean it, there, these things happen all over sure. the country when's it when's it coming here sure so um, I'm sure the, the, my good friends of the intelligencer will be tracking down and sharing any information that's important yeah. for you and um I assume that our friends over at the Big Seven will probably uh, be tracking this down as well. Again, the information I just shared and John just shared with you is strictly from a, an, uh, a Facebook group. But I will say they've been pretty, they're pretty good about the information they get. So right. there, there you go. A little scary stuff. Uh, it's 8.40, till the hour. You're working, you're working on there? You're working there? No, no, no. Just, just being nippy. Okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I did want to. All right. You want to uh, talk about the homelessness? Sure, sure. 100%. City Council. I, I was watching City Council. I do it almost every week. I wish, I know they can't and I know why, but boy, I wish they put the public comments on, on Facebook too yeah. so I could see them. Um, then I was kind of, I, I sort of half expected that somebody might bring up the Parkersburg ordinance mm-hmm. that was approved last week that they were they in Parkersburg now no public no camping quote on public grounds of any kind uh, but Jerry Squavanakis councilman uh, spoke up and said I think that the the homeless situation 
has been getting worse, and we've reached a point where we can't let it go on anymore. He's proposing a Parkersburg-style ordinance be there. Ben Seidler jumped in and uh, and um, and concurred with that, and again said that uh, the situation is reaching a I don't know if he used the phrase, I don't have the information here, but reaching a tipping point, reaching a boiling point. Then there were already several people scheduled to speak about the homeless uh, after the council meeting. I did not get to see that, but I read it in the newspaper, and they were primarily saying, well, we have to treat the homeless with some respect and so on. It, so the city is going to be right in the midst of it. This is going to be, a, I don't think, I think it's now boiled over to the point something's got to be done. Well, yeah, this is a really complex matter in so many ways, particularly, and again, uh, not been able to independently verify this, but have no reason to believe that uh, Councilman uh, Sklavinakis uh, was anything but upfront uh, with, uh, you know, this summer, 40% of all crime was committed by people who are homeless, in essence, you know, who are who don't have a physical address. I have no reason to doubt that at all, although I did ask the Leland Police Department for confirmation, which I have not mm. gotten back yet. But mm. uh, that's, a, that's a pretty high statistic. That, that, that really is. Now, yeah. the way he phrased it, and I want to, that's why I want to hear from the police, he said 40% of the charges. Yes. That's not necessarily 40% of the crimes, the charges. Uh, so yeah, good point. But, but nonetheless, the point is the homeless nonetheless, are dramatically it's, it's involved, yeah. dramatically involved in, in criminal, in the activity the police department works yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and again, if that's true, and you know, um, it, you know, and and as I was, we were talking about this at work, and obviously have a, 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 what I think is a pretty good editorial for tomorrow on this matter, you know, and one thing that kind of came up as we were talking through it, you know, we still are, you know, we, we are a, a community, a nation of laws and rules, and, and it. You know, in so many ways, it seems like that is breaking down. Mm-hmm. You know, we see, again, uh, you know, what what happened in D.C., what happened in Portland, what just happened recently in Philadelphia, you know, what's, you know, what's happening here in some ways. Um, and we have to be, you know, I think it's a real fine line to walk that we have to make sure we always keep in mind that, you know, we can't allow sympathy. And I have a lot of sympathy for folks who are down on their luck who – you know, in prior times might have been in, in Weston or somewhere like that at a mental health hospital where they could get treatment, who are just now out on the street wandering around uh, and, and addicted to drugs maybe. But, you know, we can't allow that sympathy to get in the way of the civility that the rest of us need to conduct our lives in a, in a you know, meaningful, purposeful manner. And that's, a, that's a, again, it's a fine line to walk because, you know, we all have – you know, if you have a heart, you have you, you see some of these folks. You have you know, you feel bad for them, I and mean, they're down on their luck, and you try to help. But you know, we also need you know, we also live in a in a society, and and everyone in society has is bound by the same rules. And you know, as we allow that to break down, we just have to be you know, if we're going to allow that to break down, uh, I guess maybe the right way for me to say is we can't allow that to break down. Um, and and uh, you know, this this is a again, there are no easy answers here. There really are not. You know, the easiest answer in some ways might be simply round them all up and give them a bus ticket to wherever. Yeah, but that as, doesn't deal It doesn't with, solve anything. That doesn't, that doesn't deal with it. The, look, there are I, – this is the way I've identified. The city of Wheeling right now has – or homeless in general, I guess. There are three separate issues. Number one, and I, I am – and you talked about this. We can't ignore the reality. There is a social problem that we need to deal with. These folks are not – evil, terrible, criminal people, for the most part, mm-hmm. and we've got to recognize that. And it has to do with affordable housing and economic circumstances and, and, and all of those kind of things. And we've got to deal with that. But that is separate from 
the reality, the people of the city need to feel safer. Sure. You cannot have, as we have had, a guy wandering around East Wheeling with a machete. Punching a city worker for any reason. It's as simple as that. You just can't have that. No. So there's a public say You can't have um, moms walking their kids in a stroller down the, the trail and some guy is hanging around behind right. him, which may or may not plan to do something, but you can't you can't have that. So that's the, the other issue, which I think is probably one that can be talked about. And then there's a third issue, uh, which I hold separate, which is the issue of panhandling. That's a whole different it, issue. It's a whole different I, issue. It you know, it, it's more of a nuisance than it is a threat most of the time, but I think those things have to be dealt with as well. But, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess I think it was, I think it might have been John Hargill wrote who said, you know, this, maybe the city should create an area and just put, put the, you know, create and put the the main necessities of life that are there in you know. Again, here, here's one of the things I worry about with 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 all of this. You know, is again we're we're hearing what publicly is happening with crimes and charges uh, through the Wheeling PD. You know, what's happening in these camps? I mean, we know in these camps in, mm-hmm. in the past that you know a, a woman died. And they what sprayed like axe body spray throughout her tent because they were worried their camp would be disbanded. You know uh, what type of what type of crimes are happening just in the in general among the homeless population in this community. Um, you know uh, it, where do we you know uh, again it's I, there, here's the way I look at it is this council has eight months left in office eight and a half months. This needs to be almost their singular focus in this next eight months is how do we address this, you know, and, and I think maybe rightly so. We have a homeless liaison. You know, is it really her role to go post eviction notices? I don't know. Well, apparently it's, it is. What did apparently one, it is. You're right. What, what did one of them call uh, Melissa Adams, the landlord of, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, basically it, said, you know, she's become the woman. But you can see. You and, know, and by the way, if, if I read that correctly. I don't think she was happy. She was told, you sure. will go and tell these people to leave. And if you look, that really does, you know, this cre- this position was created. We've talked a lot about this position in the past 18 months, almost going on two years now. Never any real clear indication what it was going to do, how it was going to operate, what what its mission was. Um, and almost from the start, and it continues today, and it's probably only deepening, you know, you have Kate Marshall there. You have other advocates for the homeless in this community who don't seem like they, uh, you know, they don't like the approach the city's using. They don't like the fact that the homeless liaison is, you know, uh, they many of them have argued since the start that it really didn't serve any purpose in their mind. Um, and, it, you know, and, and again, as I would argue, is the city never really put in, a, in place a, a description as to where it could serve the public's good. Um, but, yeah, it, this is a real mess, Howard. And it's a, a mess is not the right word. It's a real concern. It's a, I mean, it, it, it's concerned every city's dealing with it. Again, this all kind of stemmed from Parkersburg. We, you know, our, our paper, yeah. the News and Sentinel, had reported last week, uh, you know, they, they enacted this camping ban on all public property. We had been trying to, you know, get some local comment on that, finally got that wrapped up. And, you know, and su- somewhat surprised that the support for that, at least among some members of council, was pretty strong that, Yes, we do need again rules and regulations as to how we govern our govern our our city. You know, this goes to some extent. It's the same situation we talk about the deer hunt. I think it's reached the point now where the issue of public safety needs to be dealt with first. 
But then we still need to circle back at some point and say, but what do we do about this? the, the honest problem sure. of homelessness? Yes, I know that there are people who fake it, and I know there are drug addicts, and I know there is crime. And you got to do. The chief is right. you got to legally take care of that. Um, but f- right now there's a, there seems to be a growing public safety issue, and that's, the public needs to be safe. And then we circle back and we worry about, you know, what, what do we do next? And I think as a pr- practical matter, too, the, um, the city really does need to get a better definition of what they expect Melissa Adams to do. I, I totally agree. You know, that, uh, and, and um, you know, we get the, the Life Hub issue s- sitting out there, which I think a lot of council members are not happy about. As they shouldn't be. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you're right, as they yeah, shouldn't as be. As they shouldn't be. So, I mean, there's this has so many different directions. and Well, and, and, you know, and I guess one last thing I'll look at, too, and I think there, there needs to be a real reckoning on, on this matter in some ways. You know, if, if they did, in fact, if, if the city did, in fact, instruct homeless individuals to camp by the Norson, Nelson Jordan Center, and, and I drove by there yesterday and they are posting, you know, that, that's a, it's a bad spot to put people. You know I mean, the Nelson Jordan Center for many East Wheeling kids has been a place to go. Yeah. You know, and, and it, so again, when we get back to that public safety issue, do you really want young children seeing this and being subjected to whatever might be happening? Again, that's where the, the city worker got assaulted, um, right up in that area. So, you know, there, there, there needs to be honest discussions and realistic discussions on how we tackle this, and everyone needs involved. I mean, again, having you know the mayor, uh, the mayor I th- thought made the most salient points of the night, and I don't have them in front of me. But basically, you know, we can point fingers all we want, and we can yell at each other all we want. It's not going to solve the problem. We need an approach and, and a common mindset that, again, as you said, and I think it's one hundred percent correct. So. Put that in your bank somewhere. That I, <laughs> John said I was right. But, uh, you know that, that we've got to deal with the public safety issue first. We have to. We can't have people worrying about their safety. On and, the then we go back and, and, and then at and some, then some we point we go back yes, and do the other. I got to run. Thanks, John. Appreciate Thanks, it. Nine before the hour. Bob Westfall's coming up next. Hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home, developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place, at the right time. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open. 
and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. It is a 7 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are looking at um, the uh, top songs of the 60s for our bumper music this morning. Listen, we've had a great uh, session here, John McCabe and I and uh, Bob Slider in this hour. Uh, the homeless situation in Wheeling, I, there is no resolution in our mind today, but there's one coming down the road. It's it's good conversation we had. Lots of talk with the deer hunt and... Um, and some breaking news earlier. So all I'm saying is if you want to catch it in review, go to our podcast page at watchdognetwork.com, and you can catch the whole hour back again, back again. John, you look you look puzzled. You look concerned over there. You all right? Buddy, I'm as perfect as perfect can be. Let's see if Bob Westfall is perfect this morning from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Howard. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's, it's good. It's been a busy morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show, and um, I like it that way, except now I'm hungry and I'm ready to eat. Um, and that's different than any other time. Yeah, well, no, not really. Uh, no, no. I guess I guess it really <laughs> it, it it really isn't. But uh, but I am. I but but the good news is it's six before the hour, and I'm ready. I can go out and I can go eat. Howard, if you go up uh, to Ogilvy Fest, maybe you can talk to one of those trucks to maybe pull through here like at ten o five in that the idea. morning. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So just come by. I think right. I'll have a little business here. I think that's right. Just set up set up with the food trucks to set outside here. You know, we well, better talk to Kayleen first. Say, but, but you know what? We know the people who own the parking lot, right? We can probably make arrangements for uh, you know just a short food truck short. visit that's all about 20 minutes yeah, that's, all. that's all we need or like what about the uh, the uh, donut trucks that come early yes yeah they come around seven we could anyway <laughs> all right you getting plan- getting ready for a big weekend bob oh yeah big weekend uh, a lot of things going on so uh like uh like uh, bob said ogilvy fest kicks off today uh, ribbon cuttings today at noon. We're going to be up there, uh, get a quick uh, story out of that. Uh, so that'll be on our uh, evening newscast tonight. So we'll have that also going on at Ogilvy. Boo at the zoo kicks off. So um, we'll have that as well. So a couple lighter stories we're working on today. So we've got that today. Uh, and I, we, today. My wife and I drove through the park yesterday. Of course, Ogilvy Fest is already set up and Boo at the Zoo is ready. And they're starting to put up the lights for the Festival of Lights. I mean, they're not turned on yet, but they're starting to put the lights up. I guess we must be coming into festival season. Yeah, yeah. I was watching an interview we did uh, at a Walmart here in Wheeling, and uh, the background was nothing but Christmas decorations. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. (laughs) There you go. So where we go. All right. What else you got? All right. Reynolds is going to have a room cutting for their new helipad. Uh, So a lot of upgrades going on down there. Uh, everything from the helipad itself to uh, improvements in operating rooms, things like that. Uh, so we're going to talk to Doug Harris and a couple other di- different people down there. Uh, find out what is improving at WVU Medicine Reynolds. Um, so that uh, ribbon cutting is going to happen in about four minutes. Uh, Colin Roos is our man on the scene, so he'll have that for us. Uh, problems we're seeing, uh, I literally see it as I come in to work. Uh, people trying to avoid going back down, say they're at the... Uh, uh, north end of Wheeling, uh, downtown Wheeling, and they've got to drive back through to get to the south end. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is they're coming into the Wheeling Tunnel and changing lanes. Can't do that. 
So the, right. So we've talked. To, we talked to uh, Josh Sanders with the Wheeling Police Department about that situation. Uh, so he's going to explain exactly why you shouldn't be doing that. But uh, yeah, it happens every day now, especially when I come in. And and it's not just you know civilians. I see. Uh, uh, delivery vehicles and things like that do it. So you kind of got kind of kind of question what things are going on there. That always so cons- that always concerns me when I'm in the tunnel. You know, I'm I'm trying to stay straight in my lane, and I'm thinking, but what if the idiot next to me doesn't know he's not supposed to come across the line? You know. Right. Yeah. So and there's nowhere to go in a tunnel. So uh, so we're going to talk to Wheeling Police about that. We've got that today. Uh, other things kicking off. Another lighter story. We're uh, the Wellsburg Apple Fest begins this evening. Uh, Bailey Martin's going to go up for that one. Uh, then, of course, uh, weather, uh, rainish kind of thing today, kind of gray today. Uh, so we'll be following that up today. And then, of course, high school football, week eight, uh, week eight in Ohio, week seven in West Virginia. Um, so uh, getting look close to what will be playoff time. So uh, Scott uh, Dugan and the whole team will have the results tonight, 10 and 11. So uh, uh, a lot of things really close to the razor here when it comes to uh, high school football this year. Yeah, people can check everything out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30 for the region-wide show and always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website, and uh, check things out uh, with the Storm Tracker 7 app or the news app on your phone uh, set for push notifications and then you will be among the first to know when things uh, happen. Bob, I appreciate it. Have yourself a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. All right, guys. Talk to you Monday. All right. Thanks a lot. I can read your mind over there. You, hold on. Mm-hmm. I told you I'm like Karnak. What, what, John what, probably could also. Well, he, you know, he was talking about the helipad, and okay. you said, I know who doesn't need I a helipad. Was, I was I was good. I debated. See, now, McCabe and I can kind of josh a little bit. I, Westfall, sometimes I'm not too sure if he gets my humor. You know what I'm saying? Because I was going to say, well, um, you know, I know we can get a chopper cheap. <laughs> John, that's got to be embarrassing to the governor. Yes, to say the least. I mean, when when you when you have the the you know a court basically ruled to take it by force if necessary. Yeah, that's I mean, the thing, amazing. What, you know, Repossessing the chopper is one is, thing, but it says take by force if necessary. It, you know, you've got to think at some point these things impact him. That they have to. Well, Bob Bob's been saying the last couple of days he thinks that he, a, he's sensing. Some of the luster going off, Jim Justice. I, I mean, I don't know about that, but but I think you might be right. Um, you, you can only pile so. I'm many a typical things. West Virginian, and I know I'm I'm getting fed up with it. You you know, he he so should have done something on, about that. And then, yeah. it, uh, you know, well, you just wonder. I mean, he's still, but it, you know, he's got such a big lead. So okay, he loses ten percent of his support. He's still so he wins by thirty points. Well, and he's running against Alex now. Mooney, who is not going to find. A, I think Alex Mooney has his base, and there it is. So. Yeah. And as soon as I hear that name, Alex Mooney, I said, ah, J.J., he's, he's not too bad a guy. <laughs> See, it changes your mind already, doesn't it? Already. All right. Oh, I just I, I, I closed up my clock, so I don't know what time. Should I say goodbye? I should say time goodbye. It's 10 o'clock. See you all Monday. So happy together. Brownsville. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. A surprise in the government's new employment numbers out today. U.S. employers were expected to have added around 170,000 jobs in September, but Friday's report shows nearly double that number, 336,000 jobs.